0: Welcome to DBP, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. Welcome to the Spring Wine Awakening. We are drinking, drumroll please... Four? Four wines. Yeah! Sarah and I each chose two wines that we felt would be super appropriate for our DB peeps to introduce and carry into spring, you know, kind of getting warmer weather and things like that. So we actually didn't really know what each other were going to choose. So we do have all four that we're going to drink side by side. We did save one. Sarah, which one are you popping? I'm popping our third
1: wine that we're going to drink, and it is Ken Wright Cellars Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley.
0: Willamette, damn it.
1: Uh, Willamette, damn it. It was, I think it's the youngest of the wines potentially so or what year is it 2019 okay i got a 2019 white okay so yeah well anyways we just decided that we were going to pop this one the rest have been open um the whites have been chilling and we are ready to go so i'm kind of slaughtering this cork there we go (laughs) um and this is like one of those
0: that's a synthetic cork mine was too so yeah all right so So i'm gonna pour us you pour. our
1: other wines are already poured.
0: I'm going to run down the list really quick of mm-hmm. what we've got. So uh, we're going to start off with my white pick, which is the Est 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 de Montefiascone I probably butchered that. But it's an Italian white wine. The second wine we're going to drink is a 2017 Domaine Duclos de Aumont. I probably butchered that too, which is a Vouvray. That's Sarah's white. Then we've got this... Ken Wright sellers Pinot Noir and you said it's 2019 and then closing out is to so 2018 Domaine des Maisons Neu- neuve. neuve I can't read and that is Moulin Avant that is a Beaujolais and that was my red pick well
1: I'm very excited to get started all right so let's cheers yeah pick a glass cheers Cheers to spring and warmer weather. Oh I'm very God. excited. Um okay, so why why are we doing spring wines? Like what are we So what are we looking for in a spring wine?
0: I personally am looking for starting to get from not that I ever really drink super heavy chardonnays, but like starting to get like into like lighter bodied wines. Mm-hmm. First off, You know, I typically go for those darker, heavier, meatier wines myself, both red and white. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I look for. I think one of the other things that we started to look for is something that's brighter fruit and then especially maybe even for the whites, like maybe something slightly floral without everything that's blooming around
1: us. Yeah, and crisp. So I'm always thinking crisp Mm, because like with spring, you never know what you're going to get. You could have a warm day. You could have a cold day. So it's nice to have spring wines that like are just like the weather like unpredictable unpredictable and (laughs) but you can also change them up so we're looking for like freshness brightness like spring is like you said things are blooming and so yeah um that's kind of what I thought when I chose my two and then also for red I'm thinking like what's a nice transitional red that like is still kind of um you know good for like a little bit of chilly weather but also like Nice for warm weather as well. Yeah.
0: Well, and then the other thing too is perhaps to think a little bit more about the aging. And we probably don't want to see a ton of oak on the wines that we're going to drink in the springtime because that tends to make them heavier and bolder. And I think sometimes we lose that freshness, especially Mm -hmm. of the fruit, when we get to see more oak on the wine. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for all of these. We're focusing on what's going to carry us through this weird weather time before we get into like cool me off just pour wine over me pour chilled wine over me in the summer when it's you know rosé all day rosé all day yep Yep. rosé all day Uh
1: uh even yeah so we didn't choose any rosés is that surprising? I mean I kind of feel like it's more of a summer thing but I kind of do too for me like that's not what I go to for spring like spring like you might need a jacket like it could be warm at four o'clock when you're like in happy hour mode and then get chilly so like for me I'm looking for kind of more of a like a fresh wine, like we said. That's I agree. not as... I don't know. Rosé makes me think of summer. So I know a lot of spring um, wine lists have rosé on them, but we did not go A that lot route. of them do. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Um, we didn't go that route. So so that's okay. Um, we still have some great options. And the other thing is, is we tried to keep this like 20 and below. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just because, you know... It's that kind of time of year where you start, like, drinking wine kind of fast.
0: Especially when Shearing they're, Sharing like, with friends. Yep. Really Chris. Start to do things outdoors. Uh-huh. You know, maybe go on, like, happy hour walks. Things like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we, we Wine we is a little to, more pourable. It is. it is, And we don't want to really break the bank here. So there are some that are going to be a little bit heftier in price. But, you know, we tried to keep it pretty reasonable. I also... The, just the point about rosé while you were talking, Sarah. I tend to think that rosés fall a little far. Flat to some extent, and they just there's just not enough flavor for me. And I think Mm -hmm. spring, you want your senses to be awakened, yeah, and you want them to like kind of give you this pop, like in the face, like exactly, not like drinking like just mildly flavored water, like a Lacroix, right? Which I think I think that a lot of rosés are, and I, I don't know, I guess I'm just picky with my rosés.
1: I'm very picky with my rose too, and I agree with you. And when you find a good one, you know, I think it is really does go well with that warm weather. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm sitting on my balcony on a like cool spring day, I'm not looking for rosé. No. I'm looking for something crisp. Mm-hmm. I agree. Rosé can be crisp, but not in the sense that I'm thinking about. It's too hard to find. We don't have it on this list, but Sauvignon Blanc is another great springish wine.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's going to start to get a little bit more greenery yeah. in there too. So yeah, actually that that would have paired really well. But again, we go we went a little off the beaten path.
1: Yeah. So bit. why don't we get into? it? I mean, I got we gotta we gotta get we, we got need a drink. Wines. We, need we, a gotta drink. we gotta get into this. We gotta start right.
0: We gotta start somewhere. Okay, so we're gonna tra- start with the Pietro S S Est, Est. and okay. this is like increasing exclamation points. So this is our furthest on the left. You'll see pictures. Deep peeps. This smells so floral. What does S S S mean? He, I think it means here, here, here.
1: Okay. So
0: this is a funny story behind this wine. So the two wines that I chose are actually wines that I've had previous vintages of when I was studying for the CSW, Certified Specialist of Wine, which I still have yet to take because studying wine when you can't drink is not very fun. So this one actually has a very interesting story. It's an Italian wine and the way that it goes is that there was a bishop who was traveling and... He sent along some servant guy to go ahead and kind of scope out the area. Scope out like where, what places they should go eat and drink while they're on their way to Rome. Uh-huh. Uh, which is located in the Italian wine region of Lazio. Okay. So the servant or whatever, he would go and he would essentially check everything out. And then he would write like Est if it was good. Well, oh. he was in Montefiascone Monte and... He was like, this shit is the best. And so he wrote S, S, S. Like, this is the place. This is where you have to go. No questions okay. asked. Okay. And so it's supposed to be like the best of the best on the tour from, I can't remember. And I think the legend is like or the rumor or the story has many different origins. And so I don't really know how long the journey was, but that's kind of... So I'm.
1: I just looked this up. It looks it like he here? was going to the Vatican.
0: Yeah. So on the way to Rome but like, now. Yeah. But
1: the so in Latin it means there is. Mm.
0: So that makes sense. that like makes sense saying. because I was thinking for French. Hmm. Est is also like is. So okay. Right. Ooh. See, this is light. It I like is light. It. So
1: and it's very it's it's like straw in color
0: and it's so floral on the nose but i don't get it on the taste you know i had a taste and now it's like lingering so so much that i can't even smell anymore i really am i like this (laughs) i know oh okay so while we're i need to let this dissipate a little bit it was ten dollars at total wine super cheap um it's 12 percent abv so it's I mean, actually, for a white wine, slightly higher in ABV in alcohol content, yeah. um, And it is actually It uh, doesn't say it on here, but it is a blend of Trebbiano, okay, and Malvasia or Malvasia. Um, oh, I remember that from our Slovenian yes, wines. I was okay. going to say so, and that is actually a pretty. It, it's a grape grown in a lot of the different um, countries right around that area mm-hmm. around the Adriatic Sea, right? Yeah. But this Trebbiano. It, it sounds like Joey Trebbiani a little bit. Like there's something about me. I just, I can't not think of Matt LeBlanc. But Trebbiano is also known as Ogni Blanc in France and some other places. And really with that grape, it's super widely planted and grown. We oftentimes just see it as a blend, uh, a, you know, a very small portion. Um, but it's also used to make brandy in oh. cognac um armagnac in France. I actually like brandy. You do? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever actually drank brandy by itself. Well,
1: my Are you supposed to? So do my you? Yeah, my dad actually used to like the, my dad the physician uh-huh. used to take a spoonful of brandy and give a, give it to us when our we were sick when we were
0: kids. <laughs> that's oh that's awesome we were just talking about this like do you still do a thimble a thimble full of whiskey or something when your kid's teething I don't know oh yeah no he totally
1: would have but I actually I'm not you know me I'm not a hard liquor person Mm -hmm. but like a little bit of brandy and even when you're like this is true when your stomach is hurting sometimes like just a tiny bit of brandy really helps it I don't know what it is so we actually and Adam likes brandy too we actually always have brandy in the house
0: no, is brandy you can keep open. So like once you yeah. open it, you can keep open for a long yeah. time. It's kinda like sherry too. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, that's
0: interesting that this is used to make brandy too. Yes. Now I'm gonna
1: and there's actually like a lot of brandies from France. So
0: Oh, hmm It also is used in balsamic vinegar. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: i also love balsamic vinegar i do too i love white balsamic vinegar a lot too like the apple one that i use in salads oh so that sounds amazing
0: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. so this actually, would actually go really well with a salad with that with balsamic, with balsamic vinegar. Mm-hmm.
0: and so on the nose i feel like there's a little i see i get a lot of floral too it's oh, you need. A little bit more. I, I, this is so good. I've been drinking it. I did I, a super light pour of some of these, so that's okay. I didn't want to overpour on the four wines because we had four wines. Well,
1: yes, because then also, if you want, if you want more, it's nice to know which one you yeah. want more of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This yes, it's like
0: going to a wine tasting mm-hmm. again, which it's been so long since we've done for so many reasons. So it is florally. It's mm-hmm. it's a like white flower, but also a little honeysuckle.
1: So I know that this pairs well with like hard like hard Italian cheeses. You think Italy like you know it grows together um, goes together. Parm. Um. Yep. But you know I just had a little bit of um. I think this is brie. Yep.
0: And it, it's actually pairing really well. It's probably that high acidity mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. High acidity level mixed with the creaminess. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. Maybe a little orange blossom too. So like also on the nose. I'm trying. It is more. Fr- fragrant and floral than i think it is fruity on the nose yeah this is this is a really good spring wine i think you did a nice job of choosing oh thank you yeah i do think that because i had it such small pores in the glass i think it could be a little bit colder
1: yeah but you know i guess a tip for our listeners here is when you you do have a wine that's chilled it is nice to either have an ice bucket you can put it in yes Or um, one of those cooler wine things that you Uh can put them in. We have four wines. It's a little much to do for all of them. But especially if you're sitting outside and it's a little bit warmer.
0: Yeah. Do you want to know something funny? Hmm. Um, So me, I have a lot of wine things. Um, I decided that I don't have an ice bucket for my wines. Okay. But then I realized I actually do. However, it is currently being used as a utensil holder in my kitchen. Oh, well. <laughs> so I think I need to either get a new one or, yeah, I think I need to get a new one, like a legit one to dedicate. But yeah. it was so funny because I was like, I don't have a, I don't have an ice bucket. I used this huge bowl and filled it with ice and water in order to chill some wine the other day.
1: So I have a real ice bucket. Is
0: it marble? Um, no, it it's steel? stainless steel. Okay,
1: um, like just an ice bucket. Oh, but not mm-hmm. like for wine, just an ice. And I do it a lot. I put ice in there and I just put the wine in there. Um, but what I really want is one of those really big ones, like those pretty, oh, nice. Like, like when you go to a fancy restaurant yeah, they like bring them out to you. So yeah. they're like on this pedestal or whatever. I want something like that, like for when people come over. It's like a nice you know, conversation piece. It's just, they're so a pretty. Statement? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger on buying one Um also cuz like we don't have a lot of room in my house to like be putting extra stuff. But um but
0: with the warmer weather you're going to be going outside more, yeah. so
1: maybe. Well, the other trick to that is we have Yeti coolers. And so oh. if you are having people over, a Yeti cooler is a great place to put any beverage including wine cuz it will stay cold. That's um, a good yeah. But you have to haul that thing out. That's the only thing. Oh. So oh, yeah. Wait, wait, how
0: big is it? Is it heavy?
1: It's big. But we also have a Yeti one of those soft bags which you could use mm-hmm. because they do keep things really cold. So yeah. I don't know. Those are the those, those are your options. My, my options, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. I I do I do like having colder wine. Yeah, me too. Okay, are we moving on. Let's move on. What's yours? So my I'm white excited. is, and I haven't had this before. It is a a Vouvray which is Chenin Blanc mm-hmm. from France. So, um, this is a 2017 Domaine de Claude de Oman Vouvray. So, a little bit about Vouvray, it's like we said Chenin Blanc, it's growing along the banks of the Loire River um, in the Touraine district of France. Typically, the most Vouvray is actually from South Africa. So, most or Chenin Blanc. Chenin- Yep. Yeah, over 50% of all Chenin Blanc is South Africa, but the rest is like Argentina, France, U.S. Yeah. So interestingly enough, Vouvray can be anywhere from like dry to very sweet.
0: Yeah, isn't it? It's like sparkling.
1: Yeah. Yes. So this is, this is SEC style, S-E-C, which means this is the driest. So mm-hmm. dry, lean, mineral, and it has less than 8 grams per liter of residual sugar. Tendra is off dry or sec tendra um they have a little bit of sweetness demi sec is sweet and then um molu i think is how you say it is very sweet so that's that's the sweetness levels for vouvray. and then there's also sparkling so i mean just because you're getting a does not mean it's going to be dry on the bottle here it does say sec that's one thing to to look at if you're looking um for a dry wine
0: and this is 12 and a half abv
1: Twelve and a half ABV. Um, Philip Gautier oh, is the fourth generation winemaker. He prefers the dry style. Um, Perfect, right up my alley. Yep. And Domaine de Claude Aimon is located on the outskirts of the town in of Tours, and it was built up for three generations until it was bought by Coulon in two thousand eighteen. So actually, this is two thousand seventeen. So the wine. That you would buy 2018 above is, is a new owner. Oh. Um, so oh, I wonder how that
0: changes the flavor profile.
1: I don't know. Okay, let um,
0: this definitely looks a little bit more golden yes, than the last does. one. It's and most food age as well
1: for about five years. So we're kind of right there. Um I don't I wouldn't oh, want to keep shit. this for much longer.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I really it, it's so hard for me to think like we're in 2021, mm-hmm. and so now we tack on that extra. Yeah, we're four years, yep. well, three and a half years post harvest, I guess. Okay, I have to be honest on the nose here. I'm a little confused.
1: Yeah, you don't know what you're getting.
0: No, it like it has this weird, this. It doesn't seem like a, a wine fault, but it has like a weird smell that almost. Harkens back to like a Riesling. It's not petrol, but it's like a, kind of like a weird thing. Like mm-hmm. It's almost got like a candied smell to me. And it's not sweet. Oh, see, that's good. I actually do like that.
1: Yeah. Um. So this was, it's usually about $20 online. I actually got this for like $9. How? Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> um. Waterford Wine, our local. Wait, this was one of theirs? It was, but you know, I went on their website earlier today to see if it was still on there and it's not. So I bought this
0: last year. Um, okay, no. It, it definitely has like an asphalty, like maybe it's it's like a slate or a flint uh, on the nose or something like that. That's that's, that's the mineral that you're in. getting. It's very underrated.
1: People think of Chardonnay, especially when you think of white wine in France, you think of Burgundy,
0: which is Chardonnay. Um but, uh, and to be clear, like, we, you're not going to see Shannon Blanc written on the label here. No, it's Because Vouvray, Vouvray is Shannon Blanc always. Exactly.
1: So, funny enough, this is a great transition to the quote that I had from Ooh, James what's this Robinson, which is, Vouvray is Shannon Blanc, and to a certain extent, Shannon Chen- Blanc is Vouvray. So, I mean, like, yes, Vouvray is Shannon Blanc, but... She's basically saying the rest doesn't matter. I think that's what she's getting at. And I'm uh, gonna,
0: but <laughs> I think that can be, I don't think that, that necessarily totally slights South African wines mm-hmm. because they do have a great reputation, but they call Chenin Blanc Steen. Interesting. And so it goes by a different name. And so I think that I'm okay with Jancis' statement there because yeah. I would never want to slight South African Chenin. It's mm-hmm. so good. It, it, South African wine is good, yes. It is. Yeah. Maybe not um, – maybe the, the reds I think I find a little bit harder to drink, um, a little bit harder to find something that I really, really like, but yeah, yeah. their whites are mm-hmm. – their whites are really yep, good. Yep. Yep. Um. So
1: paying attention to vintage too when you buy Bouvray. Yeah. So Loire is a cooler climate growing region. So um, – Whatever season of spring and fall can really affect the ripeness <gasps> of Chenin Blanc. Uh huh. Um, so, like, 2015 was apparently a great vintage. Oh,
0: really?
1: Um, yes. So, yeah. The they have so most of these drier wines have high acidity, mm-hmm. high acidity. Um, and so, the good quality ones can actually age for several decades. But like, if you were buying like. An under 20, Vouvray, you probably don't want to keep it for more than five years.
0: Okay. I, okay. Um, I'm getting like pineapple. Oh, sorry. Really quick about that vintage thing. Have you heard about what's been going on? Mm -mm. So apparently France, I don't know about the other European countries, but France has had like a shit ton of springtime frost. Oh. And so a lot of producers are already saying that their crops are like, kind of kaput you're not gonna see a ton of 2021 vintage for any wines for for any wine no i think this is like across france wow so i had heard like a hint of that like a rumbling of that and i actually just heard and read about it even more so recently so that's kind of sad we better Um, suck up we better suck up. I mean, I wonder how the rest of the growing season is going to go because this is just the beginning. Yeah. So it could be that everything else is like phenomenal from here on out. And so those that have survived are just stellar and outstanding mm-hmm. representatives, mm-hmm. which means the price is going to go way up. So we, we need stock to keep up. an eye out. So on the flavor profile here, I feel like I'm getting like pineapple and a little bit of a little bit of like green apple. Like I feel like we're getting more of that tartar. Tar- tar- oh, my God tartaric not tartaric acid tart why the fuck can't i figure this out tartaric tartaric i
1: you know what now you got me confused wait now I have- no i don't tartaric acid know how to say it. yeah tartaric acid yeah i think you're saying that correct
0: i'm like cream of tartar. Oh my like, god! That's
1: why I'm like, that's not right. No, wow. that's not. Are we okay. baking? It's tartar. I was Casc- like, are we?
0: Is are you thinking like steak tartar? I was like, so confused. I, I know, but it is in fact tartaric Okay. Okay, all right. Phew. Whoa. Anyway, so yeah, like a little bit of green apple. Like it's definitely a little bit more bitey than I think the last wine was, in my opinion. See, and I think it's a little creamier than the last wine. I think it is that balance. It's like creamy, but also has this like bite, and it's this. I feel like I'm still salivating when and I get this like really high acidity on the back of my tongue. Um, so, do you think it's a good f- spring wine?
1: Are we? Oh, I do
0: because and actually, I mean, you mentioned salad before with the last one. Although I, I will say that I found some of the recommendations for food uh, mm-hmm. f- of Trebbiano it was like white pizza, roast chicken, pesto, okay. seafood pastas. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I think of salad and I think like when you have green apple or let's say you were going to do like a green apple brie, yeah, arugula sandwich or something like that. I think that would pair really, really well with it. You know, I get a of lot of balance. candied lemon. Oh yeah. A lot okay. of candied lemon. I get that too. Like, I
1: can pick that up. It's not sweet at all, but there is just like, just, I'm just like that sweet, like even like a Meyer lemon. Yes. Those sweeter lemons. Yes. Like that's what I'm getting from here.
0: Sans sweetness. Yeah. But, it's a weird thing. It's a weird, well, like a Meyer lemon's not sweet. It's I don't still know what I've a lemon ever eaten one by itself. Oh
1: yeah, they're like little yellow ones, and they just have a sweeter taste than a regular lemon.
0: They're cute, but they're
1: not sweet. That's, I don't know. Everyone, go get a Meyer lemon, guys. <laughs> I have a Meyer lemon tree that has yet to give me lemons, and I paid a lot of money for this damn tree. Wait, doesn't
0: it take like three years in order for it to get? I bought
1: one that was going to have fruit, like the next year and that thing that shit's dying
0: what yeah
1: i'm, I'm ready to call the people and be like
0: yeah wtf my uh-huh. tree is not giving me the damn fruit that i want exactly give me the damn fruit where okay. is my lovely smell of lemons in my house uh i would love a lemon tree anyway okay that's really cool
1: yes so yeah maybe
0: should we move on to reds let's move on to our first red so this is yours as well this is uh, our ken right yes. Pinot. okay so I have definitely oh had this wine. Oh my God, this smell. Oh, <laughs> Sarah. Oh. It's good, right? Mm. Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Okay. So I've had this wine oh a few times God. now. Oh, really? Yes. Um, It's... <laughs> can, can you... You might be able to hear my baby. <laughs> very talkative she's just chatting she's wondering why she can't come and sit and have some wine with us she wants the wine she's ch- chatty she's she's learning early okay so I've had this wine a few times so it's a 2019 it's a Pinot from Carlton Oregon hmm um or the wineries there the vineyards are in Willamette Valley um so this was established in 1994 and they focus primarily on Pinot like everyone in Willamette Valley does uh, the label is very pretty. It is the label. They have a local artist named David Burkvam who does all the labels, um, for all the wines. This wine was about twenty dollars, twenty to twenty-two something around there. Okay, but most of their pinos. So they have pinos from all different vineyards from thirteen different vineyard sites. So their pinos are based on where what vineyard. They got the the grapes from. Oh, so oh, they do vineyard specific ones. Not just like throw them all together. Now this now most of their wines are in the sixty plus category. This wine, like I said, is twenties or like twenty dollars, but it's a mix, um, it's a blend of their Pinot's. Oh, I see. So it's a thoughtful blend of most of their world class single vineyard Pinot Noir sites. All right um they have a really cool timeline on their website kenwrightsellers.com that shows the history I won't go too much into it
0: um now I feel like Ken Wright is one of the was one of like the early I'm gonna say pioneers of Pinot or of plantings in the Willamette Valley I know that yeah David Lett of Irie Vineyards was like Uh, the first I believe yeah and but I think Ken Wright was like right up there if I'm not mistaken like um, doing something somewhere, if that makes sense. I, I believe – he's 40
1: years of winemaking, so I, you're probably okay. right. Yeah. Um, and he believes that source is everything. mm uh, So his winemaking technique – so each vineyard is further separated by the clone, which I think is crazy. Wait, what? They say that their vineyards are further separated by clones and then hand-sorted – and fermented in small um, open vat fermenters until dry, then pressed and aged separately. By clone?
0: The, the, and by vineyard? Apparently. Damn.
1: The wine is then aged in 100% French oak barrels for one year. Now, I don't know if they're older than you.
0: I was just going to say, I don't think it specifies. but No.
1: But um, to me, this is a very good Willamette Valley Pinot for a very affordable price. I feel like you can't get a decent... Willamette Valley Pinot for twenty dollars. It's usually like forty plus.
0: Uh yeah, totally. Um, I think the only the only Willamette one that I think that we found on our previous episode was that was it cloud Cloudline, mm-hmm. and that was I mean twenty sixteen bucks maybe at Trader Joe's. That was a, a rare yeah. gem too. So I think you're right. And Ken Wright. I mean, I've never had a Kenwright wine. I know that when I was in Oregon, I wanted to go to Kenwright.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a
0: sign for it and I was like, oh, "Do we have time?" But it doesn't say how far off of the main road that it is, so maybe mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. have time. So we didn't go. But really top quality wines from the Willamette and from um, you know, other areas in in Oregon. So, yeah, th- to have this as 20 bucks is really Really incredible. So this, I'd say, is kind of a medium bodied. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that super super light Pinot, but it's also not one of those heavier Pinots.
1: Yeah, and I think it actually could be a little cooler
0: in yeah. temperature
1: than we have right now. But it's got the cherry that you would expect from a Oregon Pinot, and it's got they say baking spices. I can get mm. that. Oh yeah. I like it because it's really well balanced, and there's still acidity there.
0: Yes, and I think that I think you can sense the oak for sure. I mm-hmm. wouldn't call this like major tannin from the oak, but you can no. tell that there is, you know, maybe it is that baking spice that comes through. Um, it just feels a little bit deeper. Yeah, but it is. It still doesn't feel like it was like completely overtaken by the oh, the aging of, in a year. Yeah, or, or the aging over a year. I agree. I don't think they're there. I- can't imagine now, they're all new barrels this is a beautiful color too
1: oh yeah i'll say it's
0: like a little ruby slight ruby garnet Ugh, yeah but not garnet it,
1: it's it's a it's more it's clearer as you start drinking it um you know when you pour it all in the glass it looks darker than i think it is
0: now on the nose i get a little bit more and pinot i think is probably maybe we should talk about white like these wines and these varietals are also really good for spring. I think we did that for the two whites. Like Pinot is one of those things where it's it's not super heavy and burdensome. It can pick up more like forest floor scents. or you could have the sense of like more fruit forward.
1: I like Pinot because I feel like, especially you know, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I like Pinot from Oregon, especially <laughs> because it's you taste the fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, I don't know, Pinot in California, if it's not a cool climate, California, which most like Napa, and most Sonoma are not, is not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's like those, there's, there's pockets. We like talked Russian about river in the river valley yeah. has some, you know, fine. But if it's not coming from a cool climate with Pinot, it doesn't, it doesn't have like, you don't taste the fruit of Pinot like it truly deserves. And so for me, it's like, I want that cherry, like well balanced. I don't know. It's it's just it's so, it's it's easy when it's done well. Yeah. So it's not easy to make, but no. when you drink it, a drink a good one, it's very easy drinking and well balanced and enjoyable.
0: Now I do feel like it's a little woody slash foresty on the nose, but not on the, on the taste. Yeah, I agree with that. Um but Pinot for Spring, it's like a good transition
1: red. It's like not too light, not too heavy, you know. I feel like very, it's Goldilocks and Three Bears right here. Yeah. <laughs> very good when cool. So if you're sitting, I noticed this the other day. I was drinking Pinot outside. Actually, I think it was this bottle. And um, <laughs> she had it tested before she I did. it on the podcast. No. <laughs> and, um, you know, as the temperature cooled, this tastes great with a little chill on it.
0: Oh, I'm sure. So, like... Well, and didn't we learn, like, so... It feels like eons ago, but, like, didn't we learn that Beaujolais itself... I think Karen McNeil said something about chilling it to maybe, like, 50 degrees, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit colder than what most people would chill their reds in general. But it's because wines, like... Wines have, like, a sweet spot for temperature, mm-hmm. and it really will help to evolve, like, the flavors and the the nose, like, what's in the glass, and I think, yeah, you're right. This one would really go really, really well if it were a little bit colder. Now, it's probably more room temp now. Yeah. It's still really drinkable. Still yeah. really good.
1: And it's, um, the other thing for me about Pinot is it's, okay, there's some, it's fresh. So I feel like there's a good amount of reds that you can drink. When you get that, like, my least favorite type of red is one that gives you that raisiny taste.
0: Is it say Pinotage?
1: Oh, <laughs> Pinotage is awful. <laughs> You're just talking about South Africa, and most South African wines are great, but Pinotage is not one of them.
0: Do you remember when we drank that one? Oh, it
1: tasted like paint thinner. Oh, my oh God, God it was this insane. is awful. Um, But, you know, when you get that, like, like Amarone has a little bit of like that raisiny mm-hmm. taste, but it's
0: supposed to have it's that. supposed That's to, but it's not it's a good yeah.
1: spring wine.
0: Oh no! So totally like not. I'm
1: thinking like when we're thinking red for spring, I want something fresh, and like cherries like make me think you know you have all these cherry blossoms around and like it just works out.
0: So, I get a little cola, like Coca Cola. Yeah, like- actually,
1: then you're right on because the winemaker says that it has warm flavors of cola and baking spices. Really? So you are spot on, girl. Look at you and your wine
0: palette. Ooh. You have not
1: lost it after Ooh, yeah. 10, 11 months.
0: No, oh, okay. I'm reading your descriptions mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's it's just like a hint. And it's, you know, yeah. again, when you start to get, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting a little tipsy now too. I think that it's like cola. I think that you get a little bit, you get definitely that a city that you mentioned before, um I don't know that it's necessarily like raspberry y or cranberry E, no. but it's like a slightly more sour cherry um I think. Oh, it's oh, good. Oh, we forgot the
1: ABV. Oh. Let me see. Um 12.8%. So all of these are are pretty low in alcohol, everything that we're drinking, which well, is good I think since that makes we're, sense. we're drinking four, so yeah. I mean that means more wine for us um Uh so yeah so i mean speaking of red that's i mean that's pretty much as
0: much as the white ones that we've been drinking i was gonna say i think that's actually really on the spectrum of red abvs that's gonna be on your lower end oh yeah maybe that's another reason why this is actually a good transition from like colder weather into yeah um you know summery but i'm gonna go on on the fence and say or go out on a ledge and say This is probably a good wine for white wine lovers Mm -hmm. who are a little iffy about red wines. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, "Uh, I'm Mm going to dip my toe in the water a little bit, kind of feel it out. I think this is a good wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All
1: right. Okay.
0: Fourth and final. Okay. All right. So this is our Beaujolais. Now, Sarah, you know me. You don't like Beaujolais. I don't like Beaujolais. I like Beaujolais most of the time. I know you do. And I, so I'm always like, you just got to, I know that I don't dislike all Beaujolais. Yeah. And I know that you just have to find the right one, which mm-hmm. seems really, I'm going to say this to all of our DB peeps. That sounds like just we're just. I just cheered myself. You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like we're forcing you to drink a lot, like by yourself, maybe just to like try and find the right one. But honestly, I think when you find the right one, it's worth it. It's like,
1: it's like if
0: you're... It's like falling in love. It's like falling in love. Seriously. <laughs> you got to, finding the right wine is just like magical. And you're just like, oh, like it's happening. Like this is it. So I know Beaujolais, and perhaps this is a distinction that I'm going to make here. Mm-hmm. This Beaujolais is not just... Beaujolais. It's not Beaujolais Village. It is one of the 10 Beaujolais Crew. So it's Milan Avant, which means windmill. But it is one of the Beaujolais Crew. And I think that's part of the reason why I like it much more than other Beaujolais. You even got fancy all up in here. I got fancy for a second. So how much was this if it's a Beaujolais Crew? So this actually cost me $22. It's not bad. Nope. At, uh, again, Total Wine. I did Total Wine for both of these. Okay. When I say that because. I think Total Wine is in a lot of different states, so people can definitely, like, scope things out there. Um, It is a 2018 vintage, so, you know, we'll go there. But, um, uh, yeah, Beaujolais, you know, is so hard for me. It smells
1: like Beaujolais. So when I say that, it's got that, like, to me, Beaujolais always smells like a little bit between cherry cola, cola and licorice. I don't know what that is, but, like, it just smells like Beaujolais, and I get somewhere in between there. I feel it like, does never taste like licorice, but like to me there's always like cherry cola, a little bit of licorice.
0: I feel like there's also a hint Okay, this is going to sound weird. Again, maybe I'm slightly intoxicated. Um, I, you know the you know like the powder on some bubble gums? Yes. Okay. I feel like that's on the nose. Oh. I, it's not like bubblegum okay, super okay. bubblegum flavor. Everyone
1: needs, needs to stop and pause and put that in your wine Go get your bubble repertoire.
0: tape. Get your bubble tape. Oh my God, I used to love bubble tape.
1: <laughs> so the I just won. told Jamie before we started recording that I used to be obsessed with bubblegum and bubblegum machines as a kid. Because mm-hmm. she has this really cool bubblegum bubble machine. And now you got me, like, wanting to chew a bunch of bubblegum and, like, relive my childhood. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like... Mm.
1: Bubble tape. We're going back. It lasts for, like, five seconds, but, you know... I know,
0: but I still... I love bubble tape. Oh, man. All right. I'm salivating mm. thinking about bubble, bubble tape. Bubble tape. All right. Let's come back to wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we should do
1: an episode on bubblegum and wine. And like what pairs well with bubblegum, although that doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's just Beaujolais.
0: Yeah. Wait, wasn't it Karen McNeil that said that Beaujolais is like bubblegum though? Or was she a purple popsicle? Purple. I think she was a purple popsicle. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So this is good. This is, it's lighter than it looks. Now, yeah, it actually looks kind of dark. Um, yeah. It's very, it's ruby. It's beautiful. It's beautiful in the glass. It looks like it's going to be a heavier wine. But in all fairness, for springtime, we wanted something lighter. Beaujolais Cru, it's a step above. So you've got the Beaujolais AOC, which is also like where like Beaujolais Nouveau comes from. Nobody wants General, to drink General, it's like, it's nothing super great, but it's, it's a drinkable wine. Mm-hmm. Beaujolais Village is a step up. And then you have your Beaujolais crew. And these are the sites that have much more distinct wine flavors. If we're looking on a map of Beaujolais, Moulin-Avant is actually the fourth of the ten in order. And it actually borders um, the bottom part of Burgundy, the Maconay. And Maconay, I think, is mostly known for the white wines. So this is, you know, I guess like in the white latitude or the, the latitude, but uh-huh. it's the red equivalent. So it's the most Burgundian Beaujolais. That is what the website said. I see that. I'm not quite sure. Does that mean that it's more like a Pinot than a I don't, Beaujolais? No, I, you it's, know
1: it's to me I do it's get, good but like I, there should be a little more. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm tasting it and I'm like this is really good. It doesn't but feel then, as
0: deep as you want it to.
1: I want there to be something else and mm-hmm. there's just not something else. It's mm-hmm. just like it's
0: almost like drinking very good water. So I just had another sip, let it sit for a minute, and it almost if you then swallow it, it's almost like you have like some grape juice. Like not sweet grape juice. Which can be okay. I see what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Now if we're if we wanna go to the whole springtime thing, I mean Beaujolais again, it's not like a heavy wine, but I think Fleury. Have you ever had a wine from Fleury? No. I personally haven't either. Fleury is the Beaujolais crew that's just south of moulin And it okay. is supposed to have floral profiles. Oh,
1: I got to go searching for it. Yeah.
0: So, there... I actually... I haven't really been able to find them too much. Granted, I haven't been on, like, the more local wine shops um, where who might have something more unique like that. Um, I was looking at something further south... Uh, To get a little bit hotter. So it might have a higher ABV point. Okay. But, yeah. So apparently Fleury is going to have something more floral. I don't know. Fleury, flower, floral, whatever. Okay. I don't know if you want to make a transition. But this particular wine um, is aged in stainless steel tanks for a few months and then is oaked. Um, I'm not sure that I'm getting as much oak on this particular no. wine as I did on the Ken Wright Pinot. No, I don't get much at all. But the other thing that's interesting is that these are all handpicked because they want to make sure that there's not damage done by, you know, mechanized harvesting. Yeah, which is a lot of France is like that. I, yeah, I think you're right. They have, not that having machine harvest means that you don't care about your grapes, but I think when you do the hand picking, <laughs> it means that you care a little bit more. We'll say that.
1: This is true.
0: Um, okay, let's see. What says between...
1: It's 13% ABV. Now,
0: it says here from their website that you can sell it for 10 to 15 years. I'm not quite sure I agree with that. I think that this is... Normally, as you age, it is going to ease back on something that's a little bit heavier. I don't know. What do you
1: think? I do think it, it would do better with a little age on it. Yeah? I don't know about that long, but... I think it needs a little age to develop a little bit. I don't know if all the flavors are there that we should be feeling. You might be right. Because you know, when,
0: when I had this before last year, it was a 2017 vintage, I was lit up, my socks were blown off. It's not, it's good, but it,
1: I, I, it's it, okay. I'm gonna be honest. It's, it does not feel like a Beaujolais Crew wine.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Like I've had now Beaujolais Village. Yeah. I like Beaujolais, not Novo definitely not in a boat <laughs> but mo- like I, we drink Beaujolais in our house like frequently um, well yes
0: you have the f- mm-hmm. and
1: I like village and we have some crew and it's usually Dude. a very good affordable french wine but I'm not feeling crew on this I'm feeling like
0: it's not bad it's good I feel it's like just this not- goes with baseball games I swear to god it's, now it's, I'm getting more bubble gum on the nose yeah, it's a fleeting wine. It doesn't stay on your
1: tongue. It doesn't stay on the palate. It's drinkable in a way. And so maybe that makes it very
0: good for spring. Because it doesn't linger as no. much as you would want, like, say, like, in the fall or in the winter yeah. where you want something that's, like, warm, homey, comforting. No, it is very yeah. fleeting
1: and, like, you do get a crisp crispness with it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, All but right. I, I I, think maybe this particular wine is not what I thought it was going to be. Again, 2017 vintage, it knocked my socks off. I was like so surprised. So studying for the CSW, I did this online course too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every week there was a wine varietal and she might give a specific recommendation for a wine. Mm-hmm. Like SSS was one that she was like, mm-hmm. if you can find this, get it because yeah. we're going to talk about it. This one... I just bought it and I remember I popped it just before the session was going to start online. And so I had my first sip while we were in class, so to speak. And I was like, damn, I don't hate Beaujolais. It was very surprising. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like more of a red wine that I look for. Um, but yeah, I think that this, the 2018 vintage, maybe not so much. And maybe that was just a bad vintage all around.
1: I don't know. I, I'd be interested. I would try this again. It's not bad. It's not no. a bad wine. It's it's not bad at all. It's just... Um,
0: but for spring, go with a Beaujolais crew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are we thinking about our four picks? Oh. Do all we right. have a
0: favorite of reds? I think the Pinot Noir is is my choice out of the reds. I agree. The whites are hard. I think they're both good. Hang on. I need a little bit of... I need a little Vouvray. Mm. oh my god now the sss again i might be intoxicated good thing we're in my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) i swear isn't it good that we live only blocks from each other now i know i love it i love it like now so you told me that you and winston come on walks like past our house every day yeah which i'm pretty sure i told you like there have been multiple times especially early on after i had the baby where i just be standing you see me nursing her in front of the window and I see you and Winston. I'm like, well, yeah. I can't really go shout out to them because I don't really have clothes on. But, you know, I just. You're saying hi. I'm saying hi. He always he wants to linger around here, too. Oh, So he knows. He knows. One day he'll come around back. We can, like, hang out outside. Oh, yeah.
1: We can also tie him up outside. He just likes to hang out outside, so.
0: We have a nice patio. We'll go yeah, out there. For sure. So the, uh, okay, so the SSS, now I feel like I'm getting more of a smell of petrol. I don't know why. You know, the whites are very
1: hard. They're very similar, and I think that they're both very good. I don't know. It's, it's, a, t- it's a tough toss-up for me. Okay.
0: I'm going to say this. I think that on the nose, the Vouvray is a little bit, if I were pondering about my wine. If I were what th- Which you do often. I do, which is weird. <laughs> but if I were like sitting here thinking about my wine and not like in a conversation, like hanging out with people yeah. or whatever, I think it would be a little off-putting. Because I think that it's not the nose, just when you shove your nose in there, you're just like, but yeah. do I want to drink this? When you drink it, you're like, yes, I do want to drink this. However... I think that the SSS is a little bit more crisp on the nose and on the palate. Welcoming? Uh, welcoming, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because the Vouvray, like I said, it has that flintiness. It has that, you know, kind of like stone.
1: I don't. No, I could agree with you. The SSS, it's more everybody's white.
0: And I, I get a, still get a lot of floral on the nose, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. where I think that that makes it more like springy. They are,
1: they're very similar, though, I
0: feel yeah, like. I think, yeah, I think they share, you know, some qualities for sure. The Vouvray is also a little bit heavier. Yeah. There's the
1: golden aspect. So overall, I think we did a pretty good job. All these wines are good. Um, there's not one wine that we had here that I was like, eh. no.
0: I think that I think that all of these are really good. Man, I'm going to have to think a little bit more if there's like a favorite out of all four of them. But you I know, think, maybe we don't need favorites. Yeah. Maybe,
1: like, they're just all good, and you guys should just pick one based on what you can
0: find. Yes. You know? Um, Definitely encourage everyone to, like, expand their horizons a little bit for the spring. Like, that's what we were trying to do with these. Yeah. You know, go off the beaten path with some of the wines. We also, I think, in the podcast, we're tending, maybe you feel differently, but I feel like when I was drinking, we did a lot of heavy reds. Yep. I mean, we love heavy reds, don't get us mm-hmm, wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I feel like we needed to kind of, you know, branch out a little bit more with some other, some new varietals or some new um, locations of wines. And so, yeah.
1: I hope everyone's spring is like fun I mean, and floral and fresh and yeah. springy.
0: and Keep it fresh, yo. Um, <laughs> I think, so hopefully, yeah, and hopefully, you know, Europe isn't, doesn't get any more frosts.
1: Yeah, I need. We need to like keep that wine coming from there. So, yes. I mean, as much as I love wine from the United States,
0: like, well, you guys are French. You know, your other half, my other half is a little focuses on the French, French wine, wine. So yep. I don't you know. He's gonna be in trouble. What are you gonna do without Bandol <laughs> from 2021? Well,
1: we've got a good like ten bottles at home. Oh my god! So and least, I have one here. Oh yeah. We have to do.
0: Yep. Hopefully, we're also done with outrageous, you know, snowstorms in the fucking southern half oh, I can't, of the I US. Cannot deal. I cannot deal with any more bad weather. I officially <gasps> oh, say yeah. no. yeah. Wait. Wh- I, well, okay, Sarah, but can I? I'm just going to ask this question. Granted, when you were on vacation, it was raining. But around here, it's been kind of rainy mm-hmm. and like weird and stuff like that. But don't you love it? Because it means everything's getting greener. Well, i noticed. And blooming. The cherry blossoms. That's why I mentioned cherry blossoms earlier. Yeah. The
1: cherry blossoms are out. The tu- my Our tulips in front of our house are almost <gasps> out. So like, Really? Yeah. Like things are blossoming. So spring is
0: here. My tree out here had no leaves on it three now days it ago. And now it does. And it's beautiful.
1: I wish the weather would catch up because
0: forty-five degrees is not. It's going to be ninety before we know it. Okay, I, I'm I'm hoping for that. Are so, you? Oh I yeah, don't want to walk to your that. house with wine and ninety-degree 90 weather. That's true. We I'm, need that
1: happy medium. Seventy-five. Where are you? All right. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful spring.
0: Um, if you we've have awakened any, some new interest in okay. some fun wines.
1: Yeah. And if you have any um, other spring wine opportunities, please let us know what you think might be a good one. Um, totally. Yeah. We'll take Rex. I need some balcony wines, guys. <laughs> <laughs> some patio wines.
0: Patio. Po- oh
1: my god! Patio pounders are coming up. Yep, that'll be a next. That'll be a next episode coming soon. So
0: anyway, all right. Coming well, soon to a theater near you. Okay. Cheers, cheers. friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love
1: to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time,
0: cheers, cheers from, the from the girls of, of DBP. DBP.